you know, we used to live to be 50 100 years ago. Now we're living to be 90. So we have a whole another third of our lives to go. And we can't, we can't go there without hormones running the show because hormones really do rule. This is the Alchemized Life podcast and I am your host, Ava Johanna. Transformational mentor, speaker, teacher, and most importantly, a woman on a mission to bring wellness to the world. This podcast was created to bridge the gap for anyone craving more love, health, and happiness in each and every day. And with every episode, you will receive practical guidance to create magic in your own life. Combining the expertise of wellness visionaries and thought leaders, each week we will bring it back to basics and provide you with the tools meant to empower you to thrive emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So together, let's ditch the mean girl, you can't sit with us vibes, grab your favorite yoga pants, and start to find your uniquely alchemized life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. My name is Ava Johanna. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the Alchemized Life. I'm so happy and so grateful to have you here. If you are not already following the podcast on Instagram, what are you doing? It is at the Alchemized Life. And today we have Candace Birch on the podcast talking about hormonal imbalances and how to get your booty back in check. Not your actual booty, but like your booty, the energy. You know what I mean? Um, we we talked all about hormonal imbalances and um, really how to identify what imbalances you might have and also how to naturally and holistically start to bring your hormones back into balance. You know, I feel like our hormones are constantly changing, maybe not constantly, but very frequently changing. And so I always feel really grateful to sit down with hormonal specialists because I learn something new every single time. So you might want to grab your journal for this one. And if you don't know Candace Birch, she is an internationally recognized hormone health educator and media personality with over 25 years of experience in the field. Through her at-home testing and consulting practice, Your Hormone Balance, which you guys have probably heard of, she helps people of all ages detect and naturally correct hormonal imbalances. And I'm so grateful because Candace and her team, which is her amazing daughters, Rye and Jess, extended a $100 off coupon for all of you that want to do the at-home test. I have recommended this for many of my clients before who have absolutely loved and have had their lives and their hormones changed by doing the at-home test. So take advantage of the $100 off coupon. She amounts, she announces it within the episode itself. It's also linked in the show notes, but the code is alchemist. So A-L-C-H-E-M-I-S-T for the $100 off. And before we jump into this week's episode, I do want to make a quick note that in the show notes, you're also going to find resources for supporting different organizations that are on the ground fighting racial injustice and the systemic oppression that has been happening in our country for centuries and centuries and centuries. This is all I'm going to say on this. I want to amplify their voices. You will find resources from Rachel Ricketts. You will find resources from Rachel Cargill. There will be books available for you, documentaries available for you, YouTube videos that you can watch, 
please take some time to educate yourself, to support them, to stand behind them, and to really amplify their voices by either sharing their work on your platforms, sharing it with a family member who needs to do the work, and of course, doing the work yourself. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to support this podcast, to listen to this episode, to check out Candace's work. Again, everything you'll find is linked in the show notes. And make sure to let us know that you're listening by tagging the podcast at The Alchemized Life. All right, you guys, let's jump into this week's episode. And Candice, I'm so excited because I remember binging on all of the different podcasts that you had been on. It started with Almost 30. And I can literally remember driving down the freeway from LA to San Diego, hearing you talk to Krista and Lindsay and just my mouth, like my jaw dropping because there were so many little like lightning connections that I was making between how I had been treating my body, the way my body had been speaking to me that I just totally was oblivious to as far as my hormonal health. So thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Alchemize Life podcast. I cannot wait to pick your brain today. Okay. Pick away. I'm happy to be here. And <laughs> thanks for having me in the middle of all this weirdness. We need to keep, you know, keep learning and practicing good, good, um, balance. I was thinking of doing some little hormone balance at home kind of Instagram just because we're all home quite a bit. So this is the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to start there because we do have so much time to really start to look at how we are showing up for our own bodies, for our own hormonal health, and really start to empower ourselves with knowledge so that when we move through all of this, we have greater habits, we have greater intuition and mindfulness when it comes to our bodies. So how how have people and your clients been navigating this space, knowing that they're at home more often, they're not maybe not able to move their bodies as often? What has that been like? What I what I've noticed with people is that they really are using the time that they have now, not having to commute, not having to go in, to really come back inward and focus on their health and and focus on the things that they haven't been doing because they're living in this crazy, you know, our crazy busy world has just gotten a message from the universe that we, you know, maybe being crazy busy all the time isn't, isn't the way to go. And I think some people are feeling actually relieved or a lot of people that they have the time to think about what they're eating, to take time, you know, to, to be uh, cognizant and mindful of the foods they put together and how they cook and, and how they take care of themselves in general, the different habits that they have wanted to cultivate, but haven't, you know, everything's been sort of piecemeal and not enough time to do this or that. So it seems like people are extra super aware that now is the time to maybe think about what do your hormones do? How do they, how do they react under stressful times? How can we balance them through, you know, our lifestyle, our habits, our diet, our finding out now is a good time to test hormone levels to see what they are exactly and then take steps to to rebalance while we have the time to get into a program. So I, I, I'm finding most people are intensely interested in making changes now that they can, you know, that that, that can become the, the normal, like you talking about being getting into meditating every single morning is now your new normal. And so getting to the place where healthy things are normal for you and balance may see us through into the next phase of whatever 
life looks like after the virus. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's so empowering. And it's interesting because my husband showed me um, this article today from the uh, new, I think he's a news anchor, Chris Como, who had coronavirus. And he basically said that he doesn't want to do, he doesn't want to be a news anchor anymore. He wants to, his work to be purposeful and um, intentional and he wants to like add, add value into the world. And so it was really cool to hear from like a public figure that they're kind of having those aha moments. And I think we're all kind of given this opportunity to have those aha moments and make these little shifts and little or big shifts in our life to step forward out of this, having grown more, having a little bit more um, mindfulness as who we, who we are, who we want to become, our health, like all of it. Yeah. And you know what I found really interesting and what has concerned me as this virus has hit is that so many people that I have tested have really depressed adrenals, like what I would call adrenal fatigue, measuring the stress hormones. And we, when we measure hormones, we have people test four times in one day, part, not only because we're testing all the, the sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, uh, testosterone, but also the adrenals f- a- operate on the diurnal curve. So we want to see, you know, what, what do your levels look like in the morning when they should be highest? that cortisol awakening response. You should be getting out of bed, feeling rested, raring to go. And then that level should kind of gradually drop throughout the day. So you have energy throughout the day. Your adrenals are pumping for you. And we can talk about what they do, but a lot of people don't have that morning awakening response. Their morning levels are quite low. And they'll tell me, yeah, I'm just exhausted. I have to hit the alarm button 10 times. I'm, you know, I'm just, it's so hard for me to get out of bed. And then when I do, I've got to have several cups of coffee or, and I'm pushing through my day. And this has been sort of the story that I see pre-coronavirus where people are exhausted. They're either tired all the time or they're tired and wired. So they have they've slept through the night. They didn't maybe sleep well. They wake up tired and then they're really having to struggle to keep themselves energized throughout the day. And somewhere in there, there's a crash, there's sugar cravings, there's anxiety that hits them, comes out of the blue, there's irritability. There are all these things that that happen to people when their adrenals are out of balance. And that's really concerning to me that we are going into this. We've come into this virus time of immense risk to our immune system. And I'm seeing, you know, along with other practitioners too, people who have depressed adrenal glands, which are the arbiters of our immune system. They are our stress response. They mobilize our defenses against illness. So people say to me, how can I lower my stress hormones? That's really not the issue as much as it is. How can we balance your stress hormones, your adrenals? Because Mm -hmm. they're already low. You're already in a state of adrenal fatigue, which does not set you up well for, you know, getting through something like this, having symptoms, but getting over them and being stronger than you were before. So that's one of the things that I'm, you know, that I'm trying to work with people most, and, and certainly not everybody is, uh, there aren't as many people testing now because people are watching their money and that's a worry, but the people that had tested and that are still testing are very concerned about what can I do to boost my immune system during this time. And it starts with uh, the adrenals and it starts with making sure you're ovulating and you know all, all of those things. So it's a huge topic really. 
Yeah. And I want to dive into like all different parts of that. The one thing that I'm curious about though, that has kind of been on my mind is how quickly does the, our stress response impact our adrenals? Is it automatic or is this something that we're going to see compounding over time over the next couple of weeks or months of like just this buildup of overwhelming stress? You know, it's not just, it, it can take, you know, when, when I see cortisol levels reflecting underperforming adrenals and there are a lot of symptoms like the sugar cravings, weight gain around the waist, anxiety, getting sick more often and not bouncing back, being depressed, uh, low libido, all of these things. I like to ask people what's been going on for the last two years so generally the adrenal the adrenals when they're looking that suppressed it has been um a period of one or two years where there's been an ongoing amount of stress you know relentless constant stress so it it takes its toll it can accumulate so you may have an acutely stressful day but if your adrenals are well supported and you eat well and you get enough sleep and you know how to manage stress they'll bounce back you know, they, they should be occupying that healthy zone when we, what we see in testing, or you should be able to get through the day without feeling, you know, without having a severe slump or crashing or, or just not being able to make it and then collapsing into bed and waking up the next day, feeling exhausted all over again. So the acute stressor, which can be getting stuck in traffic or, you know, as as simple as that sort of everyday stuff, or actually being in an accident or, you know, being having having an argument with your spouse or having real money worries, those kinds of things we can adjust to. And as I say, take stress in stride. If we are in a state of pretty, you know, adequate wellness where we know that we need to eat breakfast in the morning and, you know, and keep our, our diet balanced with the, the fab four, the fiber and the good fats and the proteins, which are so crucial to ovulation in women, those things, when, we're, when we restrict those sorts of foods and don't ovulate, then we get into all of these hormonal imbalances, which have a mystery impact on the adrenals. So there are a lot of things going on physically and silently that we don't know are happening, as well as the obvious stressors. I mean, most people think of stress as, oh, somebody, you know, I got into an argument or I got an accident or whatever. But stress is also weddings and birthdays and Christmas and getting married and having a baby and all the things that create a demand upon our bodies that we have Mm -hmm. to respond to, all the things that go on all the time. There's good stress, there's bad stress. It's just when there's an overload of the bad stressors and we're not supporting ourselves, we're not taking good care of ourselves because we think that it's great to be busy all the time and overbooked and overcommitted. And that's kind of been the track, I think, that we're on as a society, which may be why so many of us are getting wiped out by this virus because our immune systems can't rise to this constant demand. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I still worked my corporate job, I had migraines every other week. My eyesight was deteriorating. My body was a complete and absolute mess. And I would go into the doctor and she would ask me, oh, are you sick or are you stressed out? And I'm like, not really. No, I don't think so. Um, And it wasn't until I had quit my job that my migraines went away. 
Um, I started feeling so much better. I started like having passion for life again and not just like walking around like a zombie um, in a relationship with my iPhone and um, really was like alive again. And that's when I was like, wow, I didn't even know that I was stressed out because that was just my baseline. And I think so many individuals are like that because like you said, we like, we do glorify stress. We glorify the busy. Yeah, we do. And, and Definitely, you know what you. I do talk to a lot of women who will say, "No, I, I don't think I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm stressed. I'm, you know, I'm used to my job. I love my job, especially people who have great career success. You know, mm-hmm. and they're high performing individuals. They are go, 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 and they love it. They're addicted to that. But at the same time, what they don't like is being, you know, having a hard time getting out of bed in the morning and then ready to run a marathon at at night." you know, or not being able to control their weight or their cravings or they very common anxiety is huge. Ongoing anxiety with people and, and also low libido with very young women in their twenties, thirties, women who've just gotten married, women who should be thinking about their fertility have absolutely zero libido. And that is, you know, that's all this accumulation of being, you know, constantly on. And we are, you know, if we think back a hundred years ago, we went to bed when the sun set and we woke up when with the sunrise. And now we live in this world of artificial light and blue light from our screens. And it's messing with our ability to calm down and relax. And, it, mm-hmm. and these things, the, they, do, they do upset our hormonal balance as well, which is just that other thing that is becoming really interesting to people what's going on with my hormones. But unless you know the signs and symptoms of hormonal imbalance, it's really a kind of a silent hidden thing that, um, you know, that people are, are needing to be more aware of so they can take action to, to balance their hormones as well as balance their stress levels. It's all tied in. guys. So last weekend I did a mental health event. It was a virtual workshop. It was so much fun. And I think one of the coolest things was that at the end, we got to post all of these resources and so many of the women that were a part of the group had never heard of BetterHelp. You guys, I've been talking about BetterHelp for a while, going to continue talking about them, going to continue singing their praises, especially right now, because having a licensed professional therapist to talk to is so important. And the fact that BetterHelp not only offers financial aid, but is just overall more affordable than traditional offline counseling makes it a more accessible way to get that support and that help that you need from a professional therapist. BetterHelp is amazing. I've been using the platform for about a year now. And what I love about it is that you have so many different ways that you can talk to your counselor. So there is a like text to chat option, a voice like call option, as well as a video call option. So you can kind of pick your flavor and it's really easy to schedule. And basically the way that it works is you sign up, you go through a series of onboarding questions, and then they match you with a licensed professional therapist based on your needs. And the cool thing about that is that that licensed professional therapist and the needs that you have might not be met in your immediate area. So you're actually accessing a ton more different options and individuals that can really support you with whatever your needs may be. 
It's available worldwide as well. And it's not like a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. So the cool thing about it, there's so many cool things about it. So I'm going to continue saying that is that it's an online platform, but it's also an app and it's all really secure. So it's password protected. It's face ID protected if you're on your phone and you're the only person that sees it. So I really, really, really love BetterHelp. And it has been so helpful for me in really navigating a range of emotions. And just to get vulnerable with you guys, we talk about everything from money mentality to friendships, to relationships, to moving to different cities. So really everything is on the table as far as what we can discuss. And just having someone there that's an unbiased opinion has been just really transformational for me. So if you've never tried therapy before, or if you are in between therapists and looking for someone new, I highly suggest using BetterHelp and just trying them out. There's over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with BetterHelp. So they're doing something right. And as a sponsor of this podcast, I'm so happy to share that you will get 10% off of your first month by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash alchemized. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash alchemized for 10% off your first month. And on the topic of help, let's also talk about getting some help in the kitchen. I found Sakara probably three or four years ago, but didn't actually try Sakara meal delivery service until this year. And oh my God, you guys, Sakara is next level. It is next level, especially if you work from home and need to stay healthy and focused and energized and really don't enjoy making yourself meals throughout the day. That's kind of me. I like making dinner, but other than that, I'm not crazy about making myself food throughout the entire day. And Sakara makes it so easy with fresh and delicious meals delivered straight to your door. Plus, the food is so, so good. And really, Sakara is a nutrition company, and they believe that wellness begins with what you eat. So their signature nutrition program brings the transformational power of plant nutrition to your home in the form of fresh, plant-rich, ready-to-eat meals made with organic ingredients and powerful superfoods. Each of their meals are expertly designed to boost immunity, improve energy, support gut health and digestion, and get your skin glowing. Effective delicious, easy. I love it. <laughs> so all of their meals are 100% plant-based. They're gluten-free, dairy-free, and non-GMO. And in addition to their delicious meals, they also offer daily essentials like supplements and herbal teas to complete your wellness routine. So I absolutely love that because you have probiotics sent to you in the, for the morning. And then in the evening, there's also herbal teas to have as like little snacks throughout the day. I love Sakara. And if you are still looking to boost your immunity because why the hell would you not be? You got to try their best-selling daily probiotic blend or their detox water drops with pure chlorophyll. So right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off of your order. God, 20% off of your order is amazing. You guys, seriously, that helps so much. When you go to sakara.com forward slash alchemized or enter the code alchemized at checkout. Again, that's Sakara S-A-K. K-A-R-A.com forward slash alchemized and you'll get 20% off of your order. I'm gonna say it one more time for those of you in the back, sakara.com forward slash alchemized. Yeah, so for, you know, being a human, being a woman in the modern world, knowing that we do have our computers, we do have the artificial light, what 
is a good place to start? Like, what are the key hormones that we really want to be tracking and knowing the levels of um, in regards to just managing our stress, fertility, as well as like aging as well? Because I know aging has to do with the stress, with our stress levels. Right. Well, you know, one of the things that is really important for younger women, your age, you know, women in their 20s and 30s, is to ovulate regularly because it's when we ovulate every cycle that we make balanced amounts of hormones. You know, the ovaries are our major producer of hormones until we hit menopause, which I'm well into. But, you know, until then, through all the way up to like average age 51, when there are no more periods, it's like 12 consecutive months without a period that you're officially in menopause. Up until then, we hope to have a cycle every month. And the first half of the cycle, we're making estrogen, which is that growth hormone that grew all of our female organs, our breasts, our curves, our uterus, our ovaries. And it's growing that egg in the ovary the first half of the cycle. And it's growing the blood-rich lining that we of the endometrium that we shed as a period. So growth, you know, sometimes estrogen is called the angel of life because it, it does grow all of these, you know, absolute essentials for, for life and for birth. But if you keep, if, if something keeps growing, then it becomes a problem. You know, cancer are cells growing out of control and indeed most breast cancers are linked to excess estrogen. So the important thing about our cycles is that, yes, we want that estrogen in adequate amounts first half, but then around day 12, 14, we want to ovulate because it's when women ovulate that we make progesterone. Progesterone is the hormone that balances estrogen. So it's a much more benign, mild hormone, but it's the one that doesn't get talked about as much, but as estrogen, everyone thinks about estrogen, estrogen, but progesterone is the great balancing hormone and it's only made upon ovulation. So that is a huge thing to know. And when you, when you figure so many women who are having irregular cycles who are on the birth control pill and have been for you know, 10, 12, 15 years, um, didn't want to get pregnant, now they do, are finding it's hard to get their cycles back. And it's, you know, it's difficult to know when ovulation is going to come back. So, so really, it begins with a healthy cycle. A healthy cycle that is ovulation midway through, and then once that egg has popped, progesterone is made, and then you've got this nice balance of estrogen and progesterone regulating the cycle. Either you get pregnant or you don't, but those two hormones are key to regulating our moods, our emotions, our weight. You know, um, when we see women that aren't ovulating or not making enough progesterone they often have what we call estrogen dominance because you can have an imbalance. I, this is a very common imbalance in even younger women who may have just come off the pill. They're not making enough hormones anyway, or women that are stressed constantly, or sometimes women that are vegan who aren't getting enough protein because a lot of women who are strict vegan may not, sometimes they'll admit to me, my go-to is carbs and I'm not eating enough mm. proteins. And I've gotten in trouble for saying that before, but point is be plant-based, but make sure you're getting enough protein in that yeah. plant-based diet. So the idea really starts with, are we ovulating? And there are some great fertility apps out there that you can, Natural Cycles is one, 
Daisy is another that helps you track your cycles. And some women are using those as alternatives to birth control because the pill does so shut down ovulation and can shut down normal hormone production for years. So main thing is getting ovulation on track, having that nice balance of hormones because they're all tied in with stress levels as well and immunities. Progesterone is also the hormone that the adrenals need to help them make cortisol, the hormone that manages our stress response, the hormone that we measure four times in one day to see is it Mm -hmm. high and are you going to have energy in the morning and is it low at night to help you sleep. See, cortisol that's made by the adrenals actually regulates blood sugar insulin level, which is all about energy, fuel for the brain, fuel for the body. It regulates your sleep-wake cycle. So if you're not sleeping well, that's another thing that uh, disrupts ovulation. And the adrenals also regulate the immune system. So if having a normal cycle and ovulating on, you know, hopefully in there somewhere, that window of days 12 to 14, making a nice complement of hormones is the key to managing your stress response and having energy and being able to sleep and being able to relax and being able to take care of yourself, then the conversation goes back to, okay, what do I need to do to get to that place where, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm having regular cycles, et cetera. And then there's the whole story about aging with women who are no longer making ovarian hormones. We need to top up. Sometimes we need to replenish with a little bit of what we call bioidentical hormone that is plant-based and mm-hmm. made to mimic the hormones our own bodies make. So mm-hmm. from our 20s all the way up until our 50s, we do need a nice balanced complement of estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and the adrenal hormones, DHEA and, and cortisol. And then when we get older, we need to you know do everything we can to help support our body in producing those hormones until the ovaries pack up, and then we can be kind of running on empty. So using a bit of plant-based hormone in a Goldilocks dose can be very helpful. Because as I often say to women, you know, we used to live to be 50 100 years ago. Now we're living to be 90. So we have a whole another third of our lives to go. And we can't, we can't go there without hormones running the show because hormones really do rule. They they govern our emotional, mental, and physical functions. So they're not just, it's not just about when you're balancing hormones, relieving symptoms. It's also about re, you know, replenishing them so they can do their job of protecting yeah. our heart and our brain and our bones and our sleep and our immune immunities. So it's a big overall question. It's what you eat, how you live, how you exercise, how you ovulate. Yeah. So with ovulation, so I've been using natural cycles for about a year and four months now. I did. I started it last January after I got um, my hormonal IUD removed. Um, I had a ton of issues with birth control over you know ten year period where I tried tons of different ty- types of birth control from the Nexplanon to the pill to the dep- Depo shot, just everything. And then finally actually, after listening to you, I realized that I did not want to be on birth control at all. And it was causing all of these issues. Um, so thank you for that because I feel yeah. so much better now. <laughs> and well, it takes, I'm curious. it takes guts okay. to do that. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, so for me, I've always struggled with acne and hormonal acne. And what I've found, what's been really interesting is using natural cycles to really track 
my symptoms throughout the month too. So it's super helpful, not only for knowing like when I'm ovulating, but, or when I'm going to start my period, but also what my PMS, um, what PMS looks like for me, um, before, before my period, during my period afterwards, as well as what it looks like around ovulation too. And so I've learned so much about my body. I'm curious though, when it comes to like figuring out whether we're ovulating or not, do we need the, the, the LH test in order to see that? I think that was that's like what they always recommend me to do on my natural cycles. It's like take the LH test now. You might be ovulating. Is there well, any way else we can do it? You know, LH does is the is the pituitary hormone that does trigger ovulation. Um, but you can, I think, with those apps, you can you can see can't. I, mean, I think actually, natural cycles. I was just reading more about it. Uses an an algorithm to track mm-hmm, your ovulation. Yeah. But you have to be careful about taking your your basal body temperature. So yeah. it uses it uses that information, and then have you been able? To, uh, I'm not using it, obviously, but have you yeah. been able to see exactly when yeah. you ovulate, or it gives you? It, a it has. It, yeah, it tells it tells me on the w- when you first start out, it gives you a bigger window. But then once you've been consistently doing it, I think for like three or four months, then it starts to really zero in. As long as you're consistent with doing your temperature every single day, I'm just more curious of like what is my what is my body doing on the day that I'm ovulating that I could look out for someone that might not have the app could look out for if they're just tracking it manually. Oh, oh, oh on the on the day that you're ovulating, what should be happening, I mean basically what's happening is that the the egg physically what's happening is that egg is rupturing the follicle. Some people feel that, but other people don't. But the egg that was evolving in the ovary, the follicle within the ovary ruptures that follicle and goes on down the fallopian tube in search of that you know, persistent sperm that's hanging out for five or six days waiting. And when that ruptured, when that follicle ruptures, it actually, and the egg goes off, that that follicle actually becomes what they call the corpus luteum. And it starts making progesterone right away. It is, it's like ovulation is this two-stage process. The egg has to rupture and the corpus luteum has to form. And once that progesterone starts being made, that's when you start to feel better, you know, more um, calm. It's it's the low progesterone right before ovulation that causes um, you to feel PMSy and and depressed. And so once we start making ovulation um, progesterone, we start to feel that's when the progesterone itself is actually feathering the nest, getting it ready for a possible pregnancy. And that's when you, we start to feel like we want to bake, we want to redo the house, you know, we want to make our home cozy and we want to, to do all those sort of nesting kind of behaviors that Interesting. Come because progesterone is here, it is being produced for the next after ovulation. There's nothing but progesterone being made. Lots of progesterone. I shouldn't say nothing but progesterone, but lots of progesterone being made the whole second half of your cycle. And progesterone is the pregnancy hormone, progestation. So it's really getting everything ready for a possible pregnancy. So that's when you feel, you know, that's when we women feel like we're staying at home and doing sort of, you know, more of those comfort-based things, self-care, et cetera. And then if there is no fertilized egg, that cycle, that's when progesterone drops and it's the signal to have a period. So that's another story because when women don't have adequate progesterone on board, 
there isn't a good drop, that there isn't a signal to have a period necessarily. So we may have spotting, we may miss a period, we may, the next period may be really heavy because there was no progesterone to balance that, to stop that growth thickening action of estrogen. But anyway, okay. long answer to it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I definitely, I think I'm supposed to be ovulating tomorrow. So it's interesting to see how like, even t- today, this morning, I was like, oh, okay, I feel nice and calm and maybe I'll do some crafts later. You know, it's, so it's interesting to see how your, um, how my personality shifts a little bit. And then I, you know, I know instantly when I'm about to get my period too, just from my mood and my body, what would you say is like the, the time period or length of time when someone should be alarmed or maybe like start to pay a little bit more attention as far as like cycle length and not getting a period? Well, I think the not getting a period or, you know, some people do have longer periods. Some people have shorter periods, but I think what you really need to look at is how heavy your period is. You know, Mm -hmm. if you have heavy, painful periods or irregular periods, you can assume that you're probably not ovulating every cycle. You can have a period and not ovulate. And if periods are extremely, you know, a lot of people have pretty heavy periods, painful periods, you know, as I said, or irregular, then that's a big clue that there probably is an excess of estrogen on board and not enough progesterone to balance it. So this is when, you know, or if periods go, if the cycle goes really long, it's the same kind of issue. Not getting your cycle means you're not probably didn't produce enough progesterone. There's something called luteal insufficiency. The second half of the cycle is called the luteal phase because of that corpus luteum I was talking about that the the egg ruptures out of. So if there's a longer phase, it's just that we're probably not making enough progesterone to signal, okay let's let's shed the lining and so the cycle can go on so long cycles short cycles spotting between cycles and then heavy painful periods are a clue that there is definitely a hormone imbalance and if those heavy painful periods or long periods go along with pms that's you know where you're having a hard time controlling your emotions or you're feeling rage or anger for no reason. You know, there are how many symptoms of PMS. Migraines are, are certainly one of mm-hmm. them. Um, but, but just, you know, feeling tearful and depressed for no reason, breaking up with your boyfriend, getting <laughs> women talk about, you know, just feeling almost violent. In fact, the woman that discovered and defined PMS, premenstrual syndrome, is a famous British doctor who, who realized that when she was pregnant, she didn't have migraines. And she realized that when you're pregnant, you're swimming in a sea of, you know, your baby's swimming in a sea of progesterone and optimal hormone levels. And she realized that it was in particular a a lack of progesterone um, that women who had really bad PMS and migraines were suffering. And so she started studying replenishing progesterone at that during those times and actually defended women in court. It was called the Dalton defense. She defended women that had committed acts of violence during that part of their cycle when their progesterone was low. So really interesting. But along with, you know, you're saying, what should one be noting? If you have terrible PMS, 
and you're in, and you're one of those people that's saying, I'm just really PMSy. I'm, I'm PMSing. And if it's really bad PMS though, and you're Jekyll and Hyde and it makes you miserable and it disrupts your relationships and you have unhappy, unhealthy, painful periods and you're gaining weight and bloating and you have sore tender boobs during that period, you know that there's some sort of imbalance going on. I mean, certainly mm-hmm. there should be some symptoms, but not extremes that disrupt your life. I mean, we've, I've talked to women who, once they get their hormones balanced again, are saying to me, wow, it was, this was the first month I could go to work without having to leave, leave because of my period being so painful. Or this is yeah. the first month that I haven't wanted to break up with my boyfriend, you know. So <laughs> things being aware of the symptoms is is the thing that you, you know, I, I would say is paramount. All right, you guys, we're taking one last quick break from this week's episode because I wanted to share with you my new go-to in the bathroom. So Usually I'm very, very picky with the products that I use. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you know that. And I don't usually use oils because I have super sensitive acne prone skin. However, stay with me here. I found True Botanicals. They are natural, they are organic, and I do not break out from their products. Oh my gosh, you guys, their products are amazing. They smell so good. They're non-toxic. Like I said, they're natural and organic ingredients, and they have a whole line complementing clear skin and acting as cleansers, toners, serums that are going to support you in improving your skin clarity, treating breakouts and blemishes. This isn't the only line that they have though, but I'm speaking specifically to this one because it has changed the way that I get ready in the morning, go to bed in the evening. I absolutely love their product so much and it really creates the spa-like experience at home. So I am obsessed with their products and just want to share with everyone that I know that they have to try it. So you guys have to try it. Even my girlfriend, Olivia Wilde, okay, we don't actually know each other, but she loves True Botanicals as well too. So you know that they have a super powerful product. I absolutely love their cleanser. I love their clear nutrient toner and they have a vitamin C uh, serum that is to die for, to die for. I mix it with another serum that I have and their products are just amazing. And like I said, they're non-toxic and made safe certified, which means that they are made without 5,000 of the known toxic ingredients. 5,000, you guys, 5,000 freaking things have toxins, toxins in them. So knowing that True Botanicals formula is made safe certified means that I know that my skin is being taken care of and I'm not putting something that's going to do more harm on my face. They are such a badass brand. And you guys, if you have not tried them, if you have not checked them out, I highly suggest heading to the show notes to check them out because you can get 15% off of your first purchase at truebotanicals.com forward slash alchemized. Whether you're looking for anti-aging, seeking a sensitive skin safe solution, battling pregnancy hormones, or struggling with acne prone skin like me, True Botanicals has a natural formulation that will protect and nourish your skin. And like I said, spa-like experience at home, what more could we ask for? Again, 15% off your first purchase at truebotanicals.com forward slash alchemized. Again, that's 15% off. Yeah, 15 for your first purchase at truebotanicals.com forward slash alchemize. I'm going to link it all in the show notes for you guys. Seriously, go check them out. You'll love them just as much as I do. And I hope that you guys enjoy.
And what do we do? So if someone does have lower or an inefficient amount of progesterone, where, what is the best place to start? Is it like progesterone cream? Does that help at all? Or are there other ways that we can do it through movement and food? You know, it's, I guess what I would say to that is that if you're a woman that's been on the birth control pill for a long time and you've just come off and you want to get pregnant or you just even want to get your periods back, then you might want to use some natural progesterone cream um, just as to replenish those levels that have been so low for so long. But in younger women, one shouldn't have to use a hormone cream for very long. It's just a way to kind of wake your ovaries back up. And it does work. Mm -hmm. It definitely works, especially plant-based creams that are synthesized to be exact in structure and function to the hormones our own bodies make. But that conversation, the question you asked me just goes back to what we were talking about earlier about ovulation. So making sure that you're not, we're not doing anything that's disrupting our own ability to create our own natural progesterone. And so that means that we want to be sure that we're getting enough good fats and protein because those are the blocks, the building blocks of ovulation. Those are the building blocks of fertility. So eating, making sure, and, and I found, I think it's, you know, a lot of people don't eat enough protein. Um, and I think it's also hard to get enough fats in your diet. You know, mm -hmm. we talk a lot about good fats and people are real aware of the keto diet, et cetera. But when I started doing the keto, I realized, wow, you gotta, you've got to put a lot in there. Make, you know, have an avocado every day, eat eggs, maybe use some coke, you know, more coconut oil in your cooking and really being conscious of how to add those foods back in. Um, that's really important when it comes to these, to these things. There are plenty of foods that can raise progesterone levels, sesame seeds and, um, you know, all kinds of nuts and seeds and, and as I'm saying, the good fats and nutrient dense proteins that are hormone free, of course. Not everybody knows mm. that the cattle and dairy industry do shoot up their cattle with um, growth hormones, which act like estrogens in our bodies. So they're trying to make their cattle grow fat faster and it causes us to grow fat faster, a big cause of estrogen dominance. People that aren't aware that there are 11 different kinds of synthetic estrogens in a glass of milk that has been, wow. that has been you know, injected with hormones. So you're always looking for that label these animals have been raised without hormones. When you buy your grass-fed beef or your, or turkey or chicken or pork or any kind of dairy, I always tell people, if you love your cheese and you don't have a dairy problem, eat European cheeses. They don't put hormones mm -hmm. in, their, in their foods. So when you ask a question about what can we do, yes, you can use progesterone cream. And I often suggest it for a while, especially for people that aren't sleeping because it's wonderful at promoting calming, deep sleep, and it's used at bedtime, and it's only used during that part of the cycle when our bodies should have been making it naturally. And it's a way to wake the ovaries back up and create a better balance of all hormones. Women on birth control for years may also be low in testosterone, or women who are just, are just stressed and aren't ovulating are low in testosterone, and progesterone can help that. But before we go that route, it is that consciousness about diet, about stress management, you know, just calming down, finding ways to relax, not being on the cell phone and the computer late at night before bed, 
being sure to avoid the xenoestrogens in our foods, as I was just saying, not microwaving in plastic, not drinking out of plastic water bottles. There's a whole host of lifestyle things that we need to do to practice hormone balance. So I also often suggest with women that have irregular cycles, an herb called chaseberry, which is um, chaseberry vitex, which a lot of women know about. It's an herb that's been used for centuries that does help the brain trigger LH, the luteinizing hormone you were just talking about. And so Mm -hmm. it creates a naturally occurring production of progesterone in the body. And some women just want to start there. They'll they'll do some, take some chaseberry vitex, improve their diet with the fats and proteins, make those changes to avoid the chemical estrogens in the environment, start practicing self-manage, uh, stress management, and voila, suddenly we see our, our periods coming back where we're feeling yeah. calmer and, and more like ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So what are some common habits that you see um, with women that come and see you initially that are causing their hormones to be off balance? Is it the like the cell phone usage? Is it low, like too much exercise, too little exercise? I know lack of sleep is probably one or definitely one of them as well. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to say was all that that I was talking about, I'm summing it up, but when people test, I send an action plan that is that is specific to the different imbalances that show up so that we can talk about supplements and different specific lifestyle changes that need to be made. And one of the big ones is over-exercising. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm talking about stress. Well, stress is, you know, good stress, bad stress. Stress is also lots of exercise because you're asking the body to perform and That's fine to a certain extent, as long as there's a nice balance of high intensity and low intensity exercise. But I have found with people that uh, referring to that early statement I made about low performing adrenals, flatlined adrenals, where there's no morning awakening curve and we're just flatlined all the way across, or we're high at night when we should be low. Those are usually the people that are exercising late at night before bed, or they're exercising four and five times during the day. Like they may do a run in the morning, then they're doing a spinning class, they're doing weights. There are a lot of people that are doing lots of workouts throughout the day or they're working out every single day of the week and never taking a break and it's all high intensity. And I know Mm -hmm. that sounds like I'm exaggerating, but actually, especially women that are trying to get rid of the belly fat, not realizing the more you work your body and demand of it to, you know, to work out, that becomes a stress response. And the brain responds by saying, wow, she's really under stress. Don't know what's happening, but we're going to hang on to some fat as fuel for the body and the brain. The, the body will actually hang on to the very fat we're trying to lose if we are doing extreme exercise. So extremes of anything can cause a lack of ovulation and can cause us to hang on to weight. And I think that's one of the most common things I see with people that think they're taking good care of themselves, they are doing too much of the high intensity and not enough balancing in with yoga. You know, all you have to do is do a few days of high intensity. That's great. And then balance it in with the stretching, deep, you know, good stretching exercises and deep breathing that lower tension. We hold tension in the muscles. So we want to lower that that um, demand on the adrenals to keep producing cortisol because, oh God, there she goes working out again. 
and <laughs> and she's and and she's now worked out so hard she's really hungry and she's eating a donut. I mean, these are the worst behaviors. But people, you know, they do get into bad habits where there's sugar cravings and too much exercise and too much on the computer. I'd say most people don't really. They kind of know. I think most people are getting to the fact where they know. I know I should turn off the computer. But a lot of people work late at night. They have kids. They've got mm-hmm. to work at night. So they're on the blue screen. So first off, get those orange glasses that cut the blue light. Get your computer on a flex program to cut the blue light. But the blue light really does disrupt melatonin, the, the, the sleep hormone, and it raises cortisol levels. So people who don't sleep well really first need to look at, am I on my computer or my cell phone late at night? But I'd say those are the things, over-exercising, under-eating, restricting the diet, um, you know, not eating a whole food groups. You know, there are people that completely uh, have, are, haven't been eating certain food groups for a long time and not knowing, not learning how to reintroduce them in a natural way. You know, so if my daughter Jess is a great health coach and can help people that don't want to eat meat, find ways to eat other sources of protein, plant-based proteins. Obviously, there's a lot of knowledge around about that, but it takes effort. It takes meal prep and planning. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So if you had it your way and could like snap your fingers and have the most ideal day of nutrition, what would that look like? Probably. And I think the easiest thing too, for most people who do have busy lives is to start off with a, a really nice smoothie in the morning. Like maybe, maybe start off with, um, instead of a cup of coffee, a matcha, a matcha green tea latte with almond milk and maybe some MCT oil in it. And then a couple hours later, a nice smoothie in the morning with protein and some maca powder and some turmeric and all that good anti-inflammatory stuff. I think a really important thing to do is to practice what they I heard this um, about something called the Amish hour, where you take an hour in the morning to, uh, you know, to reject all electronic devices. So if we're talking about rejecting them at night, carry that on into your morning. Don't turn on your cell phone first thing or your computer because that then dictates the rest of your day. So if you ask me, the perfect day is to get up in the morning, go outside, do some stretches, have my matcha tea read something, you know, carry on with my book, or I'm now doing a drawing a day, a little sketch. I have my sketch pad and it's kind of fun getting uh, the paints out and just make, you know, doing something creative, just a little sketch. Yesterday I put out a eucalyptus leaf, a branch and drew all the leaves and filled it in with watercolor pencils, something that focuses your mind in a different way so that it's not on words and incomings, you know, something that's relaxing and then just maintaining that good nutrition throughout the day and having a great walk in there. I know it's hard for people to exercise now and maybe that's a good thing because we can tamp down on the exercise and do more of the stretching and the meditation and the walking, getting a good long hilly walk in or uh, we can't even swim right now. So what are are the things we can do? The yoga, the Pilates, lots of people are doing online Pilates and yoga and that's the sort of thing. My favorite thing to do is have a great walk in the day with my dog, go to a park somewhere or go do our hilly walk around here. And then later in the evening, I put on my Jane Fonda fitness tape and put on some great music. Jesse put together a positivity playlist 
which oh, I love that. on your um, show notes, but you know, yeah. blast some great music and do a workout or do some dance. That sort of thing is the ideal yeah. day for me. Yeah. I love that. You know, and it's been so fun to be able to integrate those habits in without feeling like I am taking away from work or coffee dates or those types of things. But I know because I talk to my my clients and I talk to just the community in general that there is a lot of like guilt that can come up from not doing. And so I'm curious like what how much the psychological stress or guilt or shame that we put on ourselves actually impacts our hormonal health? Um, well, I mean, I think, I, you know, it's interesting what comes first because sometimes I think when, when we are giving way to negative worrying thoughts, it does affect, you know, our hormones like DHEA and, and DHEA and, and testosterone. Let's talk about them. That's interesting because they are, DHEA is also an adrenal hormone and it builds bone and it builds muscle. It's the precursor for testosterone, which also builds bone and muscle. But those two hormones are also involved in, well, not only uh, they're involved in metabolism, so strength and stamina and drive. So our sex drive and our competitive drive, our mental clarity, how well we're able to focus and think and concentrate, but also this sort of area that has to do with zest for living is linked to testosterone and DHEA levels. So when, when our zest for living isn't there, when we don't have the enthusiasm that we used to have for those things we enjoy in life, that's when, you know, we have to take a look and say, what am I, you know, it may be that putting, you know, piling up on all the to-dos and the being busy all the time and constantly engaged and having the relationship with the cell phone rather than people face to face. What is that doing? You know, how is that depleting your life force in a way? And, you know, mm -hmm. how is the, the over-exercising and all this activity actually depleting hormone levels, what's coming first? You know, if, if we're depleting our stress hormones and then we have no energy left to react to anything, and if we're, you know, and, and if that's then involving hormones like DHEA that are often called the fountain of youth hormones, it's hard to say which comes first, the chicken or the egg, but they do sort of, it's like a vicious cycle. If we're yeah. focused on worrying negative thoughts and, and focused on busying activities that are like we're being overproductive or terrified of not being productive at all. I think what we have to do is build in a time where we can say, this is my hour or two of the day where I'm not going to be productive on purpose. I'm going to relax mm -hmm. and, and calm down and sit in the sun and get my quotient of vitamin D that I need so badly to fight this virus. And I, and I'm going to, I think it's a, it's a, in a case of managing your time well so that you do have time where you're not being crazy busy and where you are being busy and productive and so that you can, you know, focus your thoughts and your attention on that at the right time and not feel guilty about either. But we are really, we are really uh, addicted to doing and it's hard to get off that. We're always on. Yeah. So it's time, you know, it's time to learn how to flip the switch off for a while. I realized yesterday my husband cut his finger and I had to take him to the emergency room, which was interesting because in this town, we don't have a lot of coronavirus. And I was thinking if we did, they wouldn't have been able to see him. 
but I had to wait out on the lawn for a long time. And I just put out my blanket and laid down and turned off my cell phone. And just Mm -hmm. by turning off my cell phone, I was able to kind of fall into this lovely little nap. You know, I was able to actually sleep, close my eyes and get a good, a good rest. And, you know, that, that's another thing. It could be conscious rest and relaxation, I think is, is a way to channel the guilt, say, no, I'm going to do this for me. This is self-care. This is not to feel guilty about. This is, I'm balancing my hormones by doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was something that I had to learn. I had, or had to relearn and like unlearn the busyness and the doing, and it, it did take a little while, but I feel like I do have a better relationship now with my work and productivity and knowing that the stillness and the conscious relaxation and the unplugging is just as important, if not more important than the doing, doing, doing and taking action. Yeah, the cultivating stillness is really an important thing that I think we're all going to be learning now that we don't have so many. And I I think people are feeling relief at not having to rush off to so many things and not having so many events. And maybe we'll come back to a more balanced, um, a more balanced place so that, you know, we, it could be, it could be a very good thing for, for our hormonal health, actually, this, this coronavirus. I I did want to mention sleep is really huge. Um, I've been seeing some research that shows with boosting the immunities, if you can sleep in now more also use this as an excuse. And when we're talking about not being productive, if you're sleeping, you're being very productive. If you're sleeping in on the weekends and sleeping later in the morning because you don't have to get up necessarily to rush off to work, you don't have that morning commute anymore, take advantage of that time and know that you are being productive. You are restoring your, your bodily health. You're building proteins and all the building blocks of you know that, that make us human. So in, we're really cultivating our humanness again and taking care of the physical and the mental all, all at once when we get good sleep. So don't feel guilty about that. That's- yes, I I, lo- I love my sleep. I do not feel guilty about that at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, Candace, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I, um, as as usual, I'm not surprised at all that I'm just obsessed with everything that you've shared, and I just feel like again, light bulbs going off with the things that you've shared with me. So, thank you so much. I know that my audience is going to find so much value in this. For everyone that's listening that wants to work with you, wants to uh, test their hormones, and really continue learning from you, where can we find you? Um. Just go to, uh, in, I'm looking at this book and thinking about something else. Um, go to um, yourhormonebalance.com and we have a symptom quiz you can take, which is very helpful at determining whether or not you, you have a hormone imbalance. It can give you some clues. I think we're going to be, and then we'll be launching um, a consult for symptoms only at this time when people have a hard time um, maybe getting the money together for testing, but the testing is available. We can take installment payments if that helps. The testing, we have a jumpstart kit that tests estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, and all four cortisols. And we would love to offer that to your listeners at $100 off. Um, If they use the code, they could just use the code alchemist then we'll, th- there'll be a code there for $100 off that kit. And that includes your test results. The kit is sent to you. The test results come in and we let you know. We send them to you and then you and I talk on the phone. 
to go yeah. through the test results together. And then an action plan is sent to specify, hey, your level showed that your adrenals are flatlined. What are we going to do to help you bring those back? And, and yeah. then it gets, it gets very specific. So it's your hormone balance. Use the code alchemist and, um, you know, would love to talk hormones with you. Yeah. Amazing. And one of my, yeah, one of my private clients, actually, I sent her your way last year and she did, she went through the whole hormonal test and she just absolutely loved working with you and has been doing so much better since then. So for everyone listening, Candice, you're the real deal. Like you are, I feel like you are like the hormone queen. And so for everyone listening, definitely go check that out. And with a hundred dollars off, it makes it so accessible. So thank you for offering that for my listeners. And thank oh, you so much for coming on the podcast. And I think it's really easy too, when you have, we can be more focused in a podcast like this, there's so much to talk about, but when you have test yeah. results in front of you, you've got a tool. So it's yeah. really, it kind of gives a, a, a guidance. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you so much, David Joanna. I appreciate it. <laughs>